everybody, this is Todd McFarland at the DC Multiverse, and you're listening to DC Collective Cast. Welcome to DC Collecticast, talking action figures and collectibles from the DC Universe. I am your host, Benjamin David. Today we have a New York Toy Fair DC debrief. Last episode was our Toy Fair interview with Todd McFarlane, McFarlane himself, talking DC Multiverse action figures live from the McFarlane booth. Incredible get for the show, and we do have more live interviews coming from the fair, including more from McFarlane, DC Direct, Lego, and NECA. But for today, I wanted to put out a more long-form discussion, breaking down the details about the fair and my experiences at the show. Again, a sort of DC debrief. Here for the debrief is first-time guest on the show, fellow caster of the Toy Pod, we have Carl from the Play With It podcast. You can find their show at playwithitpodcast.com, iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartMedia. They're also at playwithitpodcast on Instagram. Carl and I break down all the booths I hit this year at Toy Fair uh, for DC, And again, that's McFarlane Toys, DC Direct, Lego, and NECA. Again, stay tuned for live interviews with all those companies here at DC Collecticast, and subscribe to our Above and Batman Beyond podcast as well for even more Toy Fair coverage. You can find that show on iTunes, SoundCloud, and other pod places. Again, that's Above and Batman Beyond. Finally, don't forget about all the video coverage we have from Toy Fair this year, including my interview with Todd McFarlane here at DC Collecticast, and also our video from NECA, on our Above and Batman Beyond YouTube channel. The McFarlane video and all of our DCC videos uh, are on our Comic Book INTL YouTube channel. That's, again, Comic Book INTL. Subscribe to that for more coverage to come from the fair. And then, again, also our Above and Batman Beyond YouTube channel. You can find the show you're listening to now on iTunes, the Anchor app, Spotify, and more pod places. Again, we are DC Collecticast. Subscribe, rate, review really helps us out on iTunes. Uh, we are at DC Collecticast on Instagram and Twitter. Find me, Benjamin David, at Benjamin of David on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, feel free to DM us or email us with questions for a Q&A on the show. I want to get that going again. Uh, and again, we are at DC Collecticast and BatmanBeyondPod at gmail.com. That's BatmanBeyondPod at gmail.com. Uh, we are part of the CBI network at ComicBookINTL on all social media, as well as uh, YouTube. Uh, don't forget to check out my writing at Collectible506.com. That's Collectible506.com. Again, my name is Benjamin David. Got a bunch of Toy Fair coverage coming up and all the stuff that we're talking about today. We're all going to find it on Collectible506.com. Been uh, catching up on a lot of your recent uh, coverage of Toy Fair. Uh, really great stuff, and it's funny how you... Um, really gravitated towards the stuff that I'm into and that oh, I want cool. to talk about. So I'm excited to uh, to do this. Yeah, it's awesome that we share that. That's great. So you're mostly uh, DC, I take it? Uh, personally, yes. Uh, I've been a DC Comics um, reader, not as much of a Marvel. I like the Marvel movies quite a bit, but... Okay. Um, I've, Batman is my my man and uh, live, eat, and breathe Batman, so got to be a DC guy. All right, collectors, we have Carl with us from the Play With It podcast. Uh, one thing I love about Instagram so much, the internet in general, I mean, obviously podcasts are internet-based radio, but it's awesome via Instagram or anywhere, social media, to find someone who's not just collectibles or not just a podcast, but both collectibles and a podcast um so it's really cool to finally put the voice to the instagram handle uh, and get connected with carl we've been 
in dialogue, especially recently, is because of um, my coverage at New York Toy Fair. I've already posted the Todd McFarlane interview, which I cannot believe I got. I mean, I was scheduled to be at McFarlane Toys. Could not believe I got that interview. So that's already posted. Check that out if you haven't already. Um, but I definitely also wanted to have a more long-form episode, not just post those interviews um, and kind of talk about it, do commentary. And who better to do that with than a fellow caster of the toy pod? So uh, welcome to the show, Carl from Play With It Podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I got to tell you, uh, it's been exciting just watching all the news roll in and um, watching your uh, your coverage of the whole thing. Uh, we had different experiences where you... Um, you were there boots on the ground and I was just glued to my social media watching it all pour in. So uh, it'll be interesting to kind of compare notes. Yeah, totally. So what for you as an outsider, uh, I mean, I got stories for days, so it's kind of like what, what let's say has the press, have we done our job as press to, uh, <laughs> and what have you picked up as someone not, uh, boots on the ground, especially again with Instagram and everything else, there's a lot of, of ways that you can, that you can see what's going on. What have you seen and uh, what has stood out to you, especially, you know, DC wise because of the DC collector cash show. Sure. So uh, first of all, everyone brought their a game from the coverage to the actual uh, manufacturers, uh, just pimping out the product, showing everybody what they have coming. Um, I don't know. This is my first time really being uh, in checking, checking everything as it's live, uh, but I was just overwhelmed. And I'm actually kind of glad we're only talking about DC because if we were just talking about Toy Fair overall, like this would be like a five episode, six hour <laughs> episode uh, saga. But luckily we can narrow it down to, you know, you know, the best stuff, you know what I mean? Uh, the huh? DC. Uh, universe. Uh. I feel the same way. Like when I go to these conventions, especially boots on the ground, like you said before, uh, anxiety wise, I mean, I already have that inclination anyway. So it's like for me to now with the coverage that I do and the content that I create is always pretty focused, hyper focused, I should say. Uh, especially with like Batman Beyond, sometimes laser focused, and it's great because I can just go to these conventions and shut out all of that. Because I'm also what's even what gives me more anxiety potentially if I did try to cover everything like you're saying, is like I've been watching way too much television and movies since <laughs> I since the 80s and 90s. So like I my fandom spans so far, um, so I almost have to uh, for like mental health. Uh, pick one thing, and yes, I agree. We have plenty to talk about with just DC. And that's what's nice about this toy fair is I feel like DC really had its moments. It, it um, and, and I'm biased. I'm a huge DC fan. Uh, read the comics. Batman is my favorite superhero of all time. 1989 Batman is the best movie of all time. Uh, so that's just uh, my feelings, and I feel like we were not disappointed this year. Just there's so much uh, across the span. I, I had to make a detailed list so that I wouldn't leave, you know, anything really important out. But um, you guys, just to answer your question, you guys did a great job of um, 
you know, reporting, covering the stuff that at least me personally, I wanted to know about. So. Nice. Good to know. And yeah, I agree this year, specifically DC. Um, so there's a couple of things going on that makes it, as you said, such a, such a strong year for DC at Toy Fair. One is there being no master toy license right now for DC as there was before, especially like for action figures, right? So before you had Mattel, uh, and now that's no longer. Now it's up for grabs. So you got companies swooping in. And the other crazy thing, Toy Fair-wise, calendar-wise, as an event, uh, you know, because any event is a very news thing, it's a very calendar thing, you know, just less than two months ago, um, the day after New Year's, all of this Spin Master slash McFarlane, uh, the floodgates DC-wise opened up for their licenses to make all the action figures they want. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, came out of absolute nowhere and i was telling that to this dude chris uh perfect way to put it i was telling this i kind of said it that exact way to this dude chris that i interviewed at mcfarlane uh like before the todd interview i said like he said right after the new year when we announced and i just had to interrupt him i was like that was like a second christmas gift and it was out of and because specifically it was like you said out of nowhere <laughs> i i had to do some digging like wait how did i miss this and then I found out, oh, I didn't miss it. It's now. Because <laughs> usually you, you get all this runway, and it was just like, oh, hey, guess what? Uh, Mattel's not doing it. McFarlane's doing it. And they'll be available, like, in the next couple weeks. And we're like, what? So, yeah, it was pretty crazy. And that's actually a good place to start on, like, what McFarlane had available if you want to um, kind of cover what you saw at their booth. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, so... Uh, that was actually, and that works chronologically too, for my day at Toy Fair. So originally I was supposed to get there at like 10 in the morning and just have interviews until 5.30. Uh, unfortunately, because I live in New Jersey and my sleep schedule, uh, my I have like a not quite, you know, like graveyard shift, but I pretty much have a night job. So even taking off Saturday to go Sunday, it was like, I just could not get to sleep in time to wake up at like 5 30 or whatever for funko so it was like I, as much and as much as i love funko i'll admit i deliberately scheduled that interview to be that early just in case i had to miss something um because i'm just more of an action figure guy anyway so i was like who do i have to hit i gotta get to mcfarlane i gotta get to dc i gotta get to uh spin master and then NECA, you know, closer to, uh, I was going to go to NECA anyway, like to cover for my website, uh, collectible 506, we cover a lot of NECA stuff, but DC wise, they don't always do stuff. And because DC is my thing, um, you know, until these toy fair reveals, I was like, not necessarily gonna, uh, do like a full on interview and like content, you know, coverage. And then I was like, Oh shit, look at all this. Uh, really try to keep this show clean. My bad. Uh, try to beat that up but <laughs> um it's about toys so i try to keep it kind of clean at least but uh yeah anyway so NECA then was on my list too and i and and then lego at the end of the day so those to give you an overview those are the companies that i hit throughout the day uh and again mcfarlane first so when you walked into the mcfarlane booth and it was pretty tight too like security wise they did not want um, it wasn't like Lego, which is basically like walking into 
they set up like a Fort Knox within the Javits Center. <laughs> Unlike that, uh, McFarlane was just a little tight insofar as like they wouldn't like you could see the multiverse stuff and you could see like within the booth, but they wouldn't physically let you in like close enough to take any kind of pictures that would matter uh, or interview someone without an appointment. So McFarlane um, and I, you know, on the topic of DC. I'm going to venture to guess that the multiverse is probably a big reason why, like, because, because they have that toy license, I'm sure that booth was even people who aren't DC fans, I'm sure just news wise, that's a big deal. Um, so specifics to get in there, it was everything like either it was a whole wall of the booth, um, was DC multiverse. It was pretty impressive. Uh, either side of like where the out of box action figures were and the displays and all that stuff uh was just flanked with two gigantic like shelving areas and it had all the inbox stuff um some of the newer stuff was in box but most of the newer stuff was out of box there was a cool diorama set up as well with um i forget who set it up but you know somebody internally did a really good job of setting up like a whole dc based diorama the new stuff the toy fair reveals were the wonder woman 84 and then uh white knight batman mm -hmm. wonder woman 84 i mean the colors on this thing they speak for themselves in the trailer just 80s vibrant like beyond and um really comes out in the figure and then there's the what i think even more so though for mcfarlane um is the the gold winged uh wonder woman it is absolutely gorgeous in like the McFarlane detail. Like detail is what I'm really excited about with him having that license is oh, is bringing that detail to the action figure, both price point and availability. Like being able to go to Target and get a detailed Batman figure at that level at that price point, pretty freaking awesome. So you know all the feathers on that thing look really good, and then the White Knight stuff on that same topic, man. Like the detail of white knight that sharp sean gordon murphy you know the ribboned um like the ribbon cape of Azrael and the sharp bat on on his chest and the boots that go up real high pointy ears it is all and then there's the joker um who also just looks so sleek so good and i can't believe these things are going to be on again target shelves like this isn't the dc booth this is a mcfarlane booth with all this dc stuff in it um, and then finally it was everything else again that we've seen, like there's animated stuff. Oh, I guess the other thing we haven't seen in public yet, uh, I guess it was supposed to be a toy fair reveal, but there were pictures of it that went around. <laughs> um, and, and the guy admitted to from McFarland, it was definitely a mistake. We were not supposed to yet see the blue variant on the, um, the rebirth Batman, as well as the animated series, Batman, Those yeah, that bright blue, like eighties nightfall. Yeah. Uh, but those were there too. Yeah, those. Uh, I think there was like some German site like had some yes. photos, and so they probably like, all right, the the cat's out of the bag, so we might as well show them off like on our own terms. Hmm. And I, I'm gonna probably pick up the the comic book uh, variant. Uh, I I love that figure. Um, I love and yeah, so the the '84 um, gold armor Wonder Woman is like a showstopper and I'm oh. really to see that and uh you know i just i don't know if that'll be a figure but 
Um, maybe, maybe not, but it's it is really nice to look at, and um, he's big on to just doing these deep cuts. He's not like, oh well, here's you know, uh, gray and black Batman, and and here's all black Batman, and here's like he's not sticking to like he's gonna do favorites, but like to the fact that we're even gonna get a white knight Batman is that as like a real thing. So you you cut out a little bit. What did you say about uh, the fact that we're getting a white knight Batman? It just speaks to uh, his love of the comics, and just it's pretty amazing that we're gonna see some of these like deep cut uh, renditions of characters we love. Yeah, agreed. I mean, deep cut, perfect way to you know put it. It's these aren't things that kids are gonna again target Walmart, <laughs> um, go up and down the aisles going through, but Todd McFarlane just looks at what looks what would look cool in an action figure form and just goes, I'm gonna make that. And his enthusiasm, like going through that booth was just great. Like he just playing with his own figures, going, you know, this is how you sell a toy, like a lot of plastic, a lot of this and his thick Canadian accent. It was just so freaking awesome. But um, like you said, deep cut wise, you got that, um, not the Hellbat, that's the Batman. Uh, the, Azure, maybe? No, the Armor Superman. Uh, let me look it up. Oh, Superman Unchained. Yeah. So the Superman Unchained Armor Superman figure, he was saying, he's like, this thing, I can't keep these on the shelves. This is one of our highest selling ones, super popular. And it's, but it's also not because anyone knows it from the comics. He goes, this is from two pages in a comic that wasn't even that big of a comic. And it is still, uh, just looks great in action figure form, but it doesn't matter because it's got the Superman S on it. And I was like, this guy needs to never stop making Batman toys. <laughs> yeah. He, he's got a great eye for it, uh, having been been on both sides, you know, of the page, uh, from actually making the comics to here's toys representing the comics, uh, and uh, I actually didn't recognize that Superman at all, and uh, I thought they made it up. But I was like, I don't care if they made it up. That is a sweet looking figure. So, right? <laughs> but it's still cool. Um, oh, and then I guess one thing before, I, I definitely don't want to forget this part of it, and I want to talk about this um, on the Above and Batman Beyond show, too, the animated uh, podcast we have, is that he really does want to, and this will actually be a good transition, because right after that, I went to DC, uh, DC Direct, and the big news over there is the Batman The Adventures continue figures. Yes. So what's cool about that is like it's animated and not to get too deep into DC because I, I still want to stay on McFarlane with the idea of extending the animated universe with characters we've never seen. Those were his exact words. He goes, I want to make animated stuff with characters that you've never seen. Like he didn't use the words and term, you know, continuing the adventures, of course. And it, I'm sure, just completely coincided with um you know what's been going on over at dc as well but it's just so cool that now you have two toy companies one of which is literally at dc but mcfarlane you know being a comic artist himself is gonna have a very similar approach of like what would these guys 
look like in, you know, and again, bringing it to characters we've never seen. Like, how freaking awesome is that? So it's just, I mean, think of any character that you think would look cool in a McFarlane, you know, animated style, and he is going to just make that even though he's not at DC. And this is the beauty of having multiple companies working on the same license, is that you got that competition, there's that fire to innovate and do something new and different. Uh, and I think now has has that fire and he's just excited to um, he's he you can tell he's viewing these three years of of this license that he's got to really show everybody what he's got so he can keep going. Yeah, that's such a good point. It's so exciting to have like um, you know that competition just like an arms race in the most fun way of <laughs> animated figures to come out. <coughs> um, yeah, man. So that, <coughs> excuse me, that was McFarlane. Amazing. Again, I was scheduled for McFarlane toys and then I just saw him walking around super personable, super nice. Like I said, like as I started my first plan interview, the one that was actually scheduled with this guy, Chris Hernandez, also super helpful, super smart. Um, like during that, you know, Todd was just bouncing around the booth, like more energy than everyone. And it's so funny. And just like kind of jumps over. He's like, Oh, this guy's going to give you the best interview ever. Ha ha ha. And I was like, uh, uh, did Todd McFarlane just come up to me and just make a joke for no, like just to do it. Like this is a dream come true. What is happening right now? So that happened and then i'm like i'm already here and i have not a lot of time and especially like it wouldn't just be me being late i had to i was doing the sound for someone else's interview so i was like i can't be late to dc after this but i had like a 20 minute window and they're like yes yeah, so, and i had my meeting with you know the person so I, I did my interview for the podcast i did and also i used that to transcribe to write then i had my meeting with the person um uh, Carmen over there at, at McFarland, super nice. And we talked all about like what kind of coverage I can do. I hadn't met her before. And because they never had a DC license before, like this is the first time I've established any kind of relationship with McFarland toys because I never personally, again, without DC, I had no reason to. Um, so it, it was cool to like, that was exciting as well to, to kind of establish myself in a new place. And then we're talking and then like, we're done in just enough time and I'm thinking, like, can I just ask for an interview? And I go, why not? Just ask. Like, why not? So I just ask. And she goes, yeah, I think if she, he's doing a video right now, but if if you want to wait, like, 10 minutes. I was like, I, the, yeah, I'll wait 10 minutes. We don't that. <laughs> <sighs> oh, my God. And I literally got it in, like, he finished like minute 10 of the recording, and it was like 12.59, and I was like three minutes late. But it actually worked out because Jim Fletcher was running late at DC Collectibles. And I guess, again, perfect transition. Then I went to DC Direct, which used to be DC Collectibles. <laughs> yep, which I think used to be DC Direct. <laughs> which you, <laughs> before that was DC Direct, correct. It was so funny doing like all our intros too, because you know, throughout the day you do these interviews and you do, especially with like the podcasting and now even more so with on camera work that I do with hosting and stuff. I, you're like, 
All right, so I am at DC Collectibles. Oh, stuff, cut. I am at DC... At one point I go, I am at DC Correct. (laughs) (laughs) And the dude Brian Walters at DC was like, DC Correct, I like that one. I was like, oh my God, let's just do this. But, um... So, yeah, and I have another funny story, but uh, let's get back to figures (laughs) uh, for now. (laughs) <laughs> what's that what did you see at dc direct yeah so again back to some specifics and away from stories uh at dc direct speaking of adventures continuing speaking of um animated stuff and characters that uh, i guess to totally backtrack just the idea in concept of an existing universe be it tv be it movies be it in this case comics I guess in this case, comics and TV of an animated universe that there's then figures for, but because a figure company, and this was another great thing that finding out too. So we were talking about before that this is a big year for DC at toy fair. So first we got the no master toy license. Along with that, you have this whole year starting last year at New York toy at uh, yeah, New York toy fair. And I was there for that, too. Super exciting, like, for an animated fan. The Batman The Adventures Continue figures were first unveiled, were first talked about at all, um, and they're still not even available. Like, they're just about to be available. So this whole year has just been this whole, like, you know, getting pumped, getting pumped, getting pumped for that. Uh, so we knew it's only fair we were going to see something. What we didn't know was weeks beforehand, and nobody saw this coming. Like, no one in the community did at all, <clears throat> is that... Internally, because DC Direct, as it sounds, is you know right there. They're doing collectibles at direct from the source. Um, they wanted the collectibles first. Wanted to, as it sounds, continue the adventures. Now, this is what, as a journalist slash huge fan of this whole universe, I wanted to find out at Toy Fair. I go, basically, was it the chicken or the egg? Like, we just got an announcement a couple weeks ago of. Paul Dini and Alan Burnett, the original creators, uh, main or some of the original creators, at least, of Batman the Animated Series, and then like half of the creators of Batman Beyond, these guys represent. So huge presence in the animated. Uh, Ty Templeton was the artist. And a couple weeks ago, it was announced that they were doing Batman the Adventures Continue comics. In that press release, they start talking about characters that you're like, wait a second, there was a Red Hood, like, this sounds exactly like Red Hood. And then you're like, oh, there's a Red Hood figure. And then it was confirmed that these figures were, and I think they had said that too, that they had gotten Paul Dini, um, you know, again, they're direct from the source. So they had admitted with the figures that they had gotten Paul Dini and stuff. With these with these comics, though, what's awesome is that now what's been announced and, like, revealed is that there were these lost episodes of Batman the Animated Series that had Batman Beyond not been kind of like pushed down their throat, there would have been all these new comics. So it's like, oh my God, the Red Hood figure that we saw last year, this is not just a collectible that we're going to get that we, you know, would have been cool and, and looks great and whatever, designed by Ty Templeton, who is from the Animated. This also ties in with a comic. So I'm there on the ground going like at DC, so awesome to have this opportunity going, which came first. And it was so great that it was collectibles first, in fact. Um, so back to the specifics again, 
There's the Red Hood. There was Azrael. We got those guys last year. The New York Toy Fair reveals were Talon, Thomas Wayne Batman, uh, and then Christmas with the Joker metallic redux. All absolutely gorgeous. The Talon in particular. The Tom, I can't even say it for Jerry. the Thomas Wayne, too. Um, picks of those were teased at, I think it was just the concept art at New York Comic Con. Um, oh, and for the first time, we're actually seeing uh, the Batman Who Laughs, too, in person. We had seen concept art of that. I think they actually had photographs, but they hadn't like shown it at any shows yet. Um, all of them, man. Oh, my God. And the fact, once again, that it was like this huge presence of the Batman The Adventures Continue comics. And then they even had copies of the comics there. You weren't allowed to take pictures. Uh, but you could look through comics of the uh, copies of the comics that don't come out until May. And again, they're by the same title. Batman the Adventures continue. Uh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's so cool to see these characters that we've loved from other, you know, mediums, uh, like come to life and kind of get, you know, Bruce in a way, like Talon and Azrael to see them in that animated style is just so, so exciting. And uh, the fact that we're actually going to get those stories that we kind of got gypped out of. Uh, it's a good time to be an animated series fan, that's for sure. Oh, such a good time. Um, so, yeah, other New York Toy Fair reveals at the DC Direct booth. Again, uh, the Batman The Adventures Continue action figures were Talon, Christmas with the Joker, Metallic, uh, and then Thomas Wayne Batman. Oh, also... Batgirl, new new Batman Adventures, Batgirl, and Tim Drake Robin as well. Yeah, those look great. Yeah, and they went back and did some cell shading on a Batman, uh, other characters. They had a whole, you know, animated diorama thing set up. It looked fantastic. It's so much fun being I Just walking into that, I'm like, God, I'm in the right place right now. <laughs> you know when the cell shaded versions of those figures are going to come out? I didn't catch that. I do not. I know that some of them are already available for pre-order. Uh, let's see. DC uh, Direct. Um, I know that, like, because they did a re-release of Catwoman, uh, Harley, she was up for pre-order. Actually, in fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, Batman was one of them. Um... Yeah, I'll look that up in a minute. But yeah, so some other stuff. Uh, New York Toy Fair reveals at DC Direct Clown Prince of Crime statue line. Did you see these guys? Dude, the the statue game was strong with them. Uh, yeah, the, the Joker series. You got those, um, uh, those Jim Lee statues. Uh, I mean, it's just the detail. Um, it seemed like everything's reasonably priced. Different um, series, so I can really kind of see. Show the I can't remember what they call that. They're not showgirls or cover girls. I can't remember the name. Oh, but, DC uh, cover girls, the the uh, statue line. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, they the Joker series. Those are really nice and and a good size. Like they're all seven inch, right? Uh, yeah, they're not too big. 
that's a good question. Let's see. Which means I can collect them all and have space. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a big thing. They're, they, in fact, uh, Brian Walters, the guy I interviewed, was talking about that. There's a whole mini statue mini line um, because, you know, people, he even said, like, New York, he, he was saying New York apartments, in particular, like, who in Manhattan has the room for, you know, huge statues? So they do the same detail, same quality. It's just smaller. Um, it's great, and they'll, they're going to sell, like, hotcakes. And do the Clown Prince of Crime line. Um, not seeing it here, the size of it or anything, but yeah, they don't. They they weren't too big for my memory. It's a good question. They're so nice, and all three of those were because it's a new line that actually got launched through. The idea came about through the Brian Boland. Um, sorry, the Brian Boland Batman Black and White statue. Because that's Brian Boland is a uh, killing joke. And then the killing joke Joker came out of that. And they're like, well, if we're going to do this killing joke Joker, like, let's just do it in color and start our own statue line of why doesn't Joker have his own? Like Harley already does. Harley has the uh, Harley black, uh, black, white and red. Uh, Batman's got the red, you know, black and white already for years, obviously. So there was like, let's give Joker his. So it's so dope that Joker now has his own. A line and all these artists can just take a crack at the Joker. Yeah, that's great. Um, let me go up and see just the specifics while we're on it. Uh, again, it's. Oh, sorry. Uh, so it's Joker by Brian Boland, uh, Jim Lee, like you said, and then Lee Bermejo. That is the Bermejo Joker for me is a standout. The again, Brian Walters, who I interviewed, he said for sure that's a standout for him of the whole booth. If not all of Toy Fair, it's one of my probably top five pieces this year. Is this Libra Mayo, uh, Clown Prince of Crime Joker statue? Absolutely stunning. Details crazy, it's so crazy and it's so dynamic and so, um, like Dark Knight Heath Ledger real, too. Yeah, he's got the gun. Because um, I think, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he? The Brian Azzarello book, Joker, was that Bermejo's art? Uh, I feel like it is, uh, but I I don't know. I fortunately, I have a lot of catching up on my uh, current reading. <laughs> no, it's all good. I think it is though. Yep, illustrated by Lee Bermejo. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of like influence of, of Dark Knight because that came out '08, it's saying. So it must have been, yeah. <laughs> it's clear that like they saw that movie and uh, just went nuts with Heath Ledger influence. And man, and I don't know if this is specifically if this piece is from that Joker, the Azarella Joker book, but good Lord, Bermejo crushed it on this uh on this and and obviously dc direct bringing it to life yeah amazing cool so yeah uh, other toy fair reveals all four of these uh dc artists alley designer vinyl figures uh were revealed we got the joker by brant peters catwoman by Brittany lee batman by uh zach hellfinger uh heffel finger sorry and then bat family by patrick 
Ballesteros. Um, you know, these artists, Sally vinyls are just absolute like go nuts. It's really cool that they just let artists have complete free reign um, with with stylizing these DC figures. So you got Joker and just I mean each it's it's almost not even worth explaining um, just because each one of them is absolutely so different. But you know one of them for example is a very animated version of Batman. He's a, an animated uh, artist. I think yeah Zach Heffelfinger. Um, so they got him to do one and it's Batman with just this huge goofy cartoon face and the three Robin, uh, <laughs> like physical birds, they, their actual birds are, you know, dragging them up and it looks like something out of a, uh, a Nicktoon, like not even Looney Tunes. It's so animated, so crazy cartoon looking that it's nothing that looks like from a Batman comic. So it's cool to get, um, these artists just you know go nuts the one woman Brittany lee does um like almost paper craft style so bringing that to 3d is cool too i'm not going to go through all of them but it's just the point is if you haven't seen the artist alley stuff it's it's nothing i personally would collect um i'm more of an action figure like straightforward from a movie from a comic type guy um even statues don't tend to be my thing unless they're sending them to me <laughs> um but uh, the artist alley stuff is cool. Like if you want something super funky, super different. From yeah. there, uh, the one I'm not gonna go through the whole Rogues Gallery multi part, but the one Toy Fair reveal was Red Hood, or sorry, uh, Deadshot. And the uh, Batman Rogues Gallery multi part, it's just like the Bat Family multi part that came out last year. So it's different pieces. Uh, the Bat Family one was pieces of the roof, like a rooftop. This one is, it looks like uh, the top of it is a rooftop, but it looks more like a church almost. Maybe to be ironic that they're uh, rogues, but it's pretty cool. You can each rogue that you get is a statue, obviously, but they fit on top of uh, their base. Each one of their bases fits into a greater multi-part if you want to collect them all and put them together. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and then just to speed up DC Direct, again, I'm not much of a statue guy, not to go through everything. Um, just the Toy Fair reveals because again not everything that was there is a Toy Fair reveal they just kind of put in their press release um, and I'm in fact reading from uh, a piece that is, is soon to be published on collectible506.com shameless plug but uh, I also just wanted a list for myself for this kind of stuff too so just to skip down to Batman Black and White uh, just the Toy Fair reveals. We got Brian Bolin, like I said before, which inspired the, uh, like they were saying, the Clown Prince of Crime. Batman, uh, Gotham, a Gaslight, Mike Mignola. Really cool, you know, talking about animated stuff. It's a very, like, cell-shaded... They cell-shade the hell out of this thing. It looks just straight 2D. Um, not, strangely, though, in an animated way. Like, straight from the comic Gotham by Gaslight. Um, really cool technique. I thought I was very impressed by that. And then uh, this was another standout, the Freddie E. Williams, the third statue, the uh, Batman versus TMNT artist, huge ripped, just like bat God detailed as hell. Um, shading is perfect. It's glorious. This is one that I would 
This and the Bermejo, man, I might actually just bring for some statues this year if they if if they're not inclined to send me those particular ones. <laughs> yeah, they're too good to miss. Oh. Uh, and then again, to just bring it all home with DC, we got uh, DC Direct. <laughs> There's the essential action figures. The again, just the Toy Fair reveals Justice League action figure six pack. That is the one reveal. Is that uh, you can get the Justice League in a six pack now? We did a speaking of essentials. So <laughs> the DC of essential action figures, uh, there is within that the deceased line that I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, that, <clears throat> excuse me, um, New York Comic Con was when they were first dropped and we covered that uh when i was there me and my friend nadia gotham geek girl shout out but this year or i should say at toy fair there was even more to see set up and we got an interview with one of the guys one of the head sculptors and concept guys uh paul harding yeah it's really cool so totally yeah dude this guy's brilliant um i you know and so we expected uh we expected jim fletcher and said Jim Fletcher interviewed Paul Harding about deceased for our show. And it was like a two shot of them. And I was like, dude, yes, do that. That, Cause he was like, Hey, do you mind if I interview Paul for your show? I was like, do I mind? Do it. My God. <laughs> so we got the sculptor of these things an interview with that coming up here in DC collected cast. Um, and that was, uh, I just wanted to add that about the deceased line. Again, I, I, I shouldn't say again, I don't know if I said this before, but the essentials aren't really my jam action figure wise. Uh, I do like the deceased though. Like I was saying before, I mean, if there's a standout statue, I'll consider it. These deceased ones among the essentials, I specifically like Superman. I love, I just find intriguing that someone as like pure as Superman can get corrupted and turned into the deceased line. If you're not familiar, it's like zombified versions of the DC characters. <laughs> Yeah, they did a great job. I think it's based off of a, a storyline uh, not too long ago. I haven't read it, but after seeing these figures, uh, I might actually take a look at it. Same, yeah. I was thinking that myself. Like you're talking about, you take a look at the comic. I haven't, but um, I've, I've noticed it, and I was vaguely interested. Uh, but after seeing these figures, and that you know they're obviously proud of it. Um, I'm going to have to take a look at it because it was intriguing as is, but with this figure line, I'm going to take it seriously. Yeah, me too. I think it's a great idea. I, um, I admittedly don't stay up being an animated guy. I don't stay current with comics as much as I'd like to at all. But, uh, when there's cool Elseworlds stuff like that, and not that I, you know, jump into every Elseworlds thing, but when there's cool ones that catch my eye, when I know I can just jump into kind of a contained, uh, spin on the DC universe. Deceased uh, is right up my alley. <laughs> For sure. Uh, so moving on from that, again, still at DC Direct, uh, there is the deceased Batman statue. So while still talking about deceased, the DC gallery, in case you're not familiar, like kind of the higher end DC. Uh, I almost I keep almost saying DC collectibles. DC Direct statues, and the DC the DCs. Uh, Batman statue was the New York Toy Fair reveal. It wasn't colored yet. Um, it was just the uh, prototype, uncolored, just the white. And it was 
excuse me, but the sculpting was really nice. I forget who sculpted it. I'm really looking forward to that one as well. That's another one that, like, if they ask me about what statues I would like to review, like, deceased Batman all the way. To get, to get like, what we're talking about, that cool idea of a zombified DC character in statue form, like, sign me up. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, and then we already did the Batman The Adventures Continue. Again, it was Talon, Thomas Wayne Batman, uh, Batgirl, Robin, Tim Drake from the animated. Um, Batman The Animated Series action figures. There were, Again, there was still a bunch of those set up, but the they weren't all Adventures Continue. The From the original action figures, uh, there was Christmas with the Joker, like I said, and it's the metallic variant which looked really good what's what was extra exciting uh, about talon and yes so thomas wayne was a weird one because it was like even that dc uh, it, it says at dc and i'm confirming it right now on the press release it says that's a toy fair reveal but there were photos of it released whereas there were zero photos of talon like i said before like earlier in the episode there were uh new york comic-con photos of the concept art but nothing like at the panel like that was really fun at comic-con too i got to go to the panel paul harding was on the panel uh jim fletcher greg capullo was supposed to be there was not but they showed the pictures of thomas wayne concept art and talon but we hadn't seen photos until like i didn't see not even you know like i went to this toy fair sunday people hadn't even posted pictures of it yet so i was like does this thing exist or is it even going to be at toy fair and um, to see it in person, as well as the Christmas with the Joker metallic variant. So that was really exciting to get those. And I'll also say people were thirsty for that one. Like social media wise, um, I got a, a ton more likes, like an exponential amount of likes on my Talon picture. Um, and I think that's probably why, because no one had seen this thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they killed it with that. And he surprised us with it. So, um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm excited for that one for sure. Oh, it's so gorgeous. It's so, you could just so, you could totally see the talent character, you know, in the DC animated universe too. It just works so well. Um, I keep saying bring it at home, but I promise there's just two more reveals here. <laughs> the Harley Quinn uh, red, white, and Black statue, like I said, there's been that line, which has, some of which have outsold the Batman Black and White, I was told, at Comic-Con, which is really funny. Like, she is truly the queen of Gotham at this point, over Batman. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Toy Fair reveal is the J. Scott Campbell statue, and um, my god, this thing, it's another standout. Like, not just because it's a reveal, not just because <laughs> I keep saying, like, you know, I might actually get one of these. This is this is one of those that it, it's really nice, the J. Scott Campbell. The other ones were cool, too. Like, I had seen them before, and um, I guess, obviously, we had all seen them. They weren't Toy Fair reveals, but which was the Steve Pugh, the Amanda Connor, Stanley Lau. Um, but, yeah, no, this J. Scott Campbell is, is really nice. And then, finally, um, Poison Ivy holiday variant of DC bombshells. Now... That's exciting because there was no reveals at New York Comic Con of any bombshells. So it was, you know, if you're a bombshell person, um, specifically for the statues, you were probably thirsty for something. So now we got something that's cool to have gotten that's going to come out, obviously, around the holidays. 
Um, and it is like Poison Ivy, same pose as a previous re previously released statue, but the background's all different, the base is all different, the base is all um, like holiday theme with gifts, like the actual base is gifts. And um, yeah, behind it, I think there's like this little hidden curmudgeon faced Batman toy, which is kind of cute. <laughs> um, so that's DC Direct. Um, again, my standouts, like I said before, I think it's really the Toy Fair reveals of um, Talon. Thomas Wayne was cool, but I got to say, Talon and then the Lee Bermejo. Um, and then, like I said, that J. Scott Campbell Harley statue for sure. Now, I've been talking forever. Um, before I get into, I still have stuff from NECA and Lego. From your perspective, from, uh, you know, seeing this stuff via the internet or coverage or just from your fan perspective, what, what did you, and the commentary, I guess, also on, on you know, everything we talked about, uh, what do you think? So, um, yeah, I, uh, I think out of the other uh, creators, Mezco really did some great stuff. Um, now, some of this was already before Toy Fair. Yeah, I'm um, actually glad you started talking about them because I didn't even get a chance to get over there. So, yeah, please uh, start talking about Mezco. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, they, they're not doing... So their um, 112 Collective has been pushing all kinds of uh, great content uh, for DC, um, but specifically Batman. Um, me bias anyway. Uh, really like to see the the Two Face that they had already kind of previewed before as kind of like a like a runner up to um, the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's not me personally, but I think they really did a nice job for that style of Two Face. Then, but Mister Freeze. That kind of like it's funny because on social media, uh, they were like, "Hey, what do you guys want to see?" And that was actually what I posted to them. I was like, "I want to see a Mr. Freeze," and that's and then I think they liked it, and I was like, "Oh yeah, whatever." And then of course, you know, they knew that Mr. Freeze was coming, and uh, they did a great job with them. A lot of great um, accessories. Uh, he's got a light up feature, which I think that I've seen in pictures. Of light up feature but um you know street is uh rad in my book i haven't seen this thing yet mr freeze must go once while i had seen the um like you said the the two-face about a month ago i want to say I, I was um yeah it's been a few weeks for sure oh man look at this thing wow yeah holding a giant freeze way and then they also give him like the more like handheld one but uh in different faces um if you find a picture of it lit up uh you should definitely let me know <laughs> so i want to see uh but i don't think they had that working but did mention in the copy that it's supposed to have some item features uh but yeah it looks looks awesome uh a bunch of different what you know about a character and they just put their own twist on it. It's like, it's very much that character, uh, but Mezcoized. 
I guess, for lack of a better term. Uh, so yeah, I'm really excited for that one. And then in that same 112 collective line, um, even though it wasn't a fair um, reveal, they did have it on display, the 1989 Batman uh, 112 collective. Uh, that, uh, that was the best online exclusive, um, technically. And it was on uh, January 15th. They did a pre-order, and I think it sold out that day. It was like people went bananas. Uh, I secured mine, uh, but it is, or at least should be, uh, at the time of listening, on uh, Big Bad Toy Store. Uh, it's for more than its original price, but it's a way to get a hold of it. So uh, people should check that out. It's still available uh, because it's amazing. And they did have it on display, so it was cool to see pictures that weren't just promo shots. It's like, hey, this is it out in the wild, and uh, it looked great to me. Hmm. Yeah, I... uh, It's funny. I was in such a rush that I went straight for the Mesco... Or Mesco... um, Oh, wait, you didn't start talking about NECA, did you? Not yet. No, we're getting Oh, there. okay. You were just talking about Mesco. Yeah, so the Mesco 89, yeah, that, that thing, oh, my God. Um, it's so nice. They do such a good job. I am, I'm doing my best. I'm working on establishing a relationship with them. They're kind of tough press-wise to get to, like, do reviews and stuff for, but once you get in with them, um, you know, um, they're very nice. It's not like they're not, but it's they don't just send their stuff to anyone. So I'm really looking forward to maybe getting my review game up, and then they'll start because I just do not have the money to spend on like 120 bucks on action figures. But they have that type of action figure is just such a next level, um, and and their Batman work even like the KG Beast thing they put out a couple months ago. I was like, I would never spend money on KG Beast. I would spend money on that KG Beast. Yeah. It, while some of the stuff they make isn't, like, for me, it's like, God bless them for making it and making a nice premium version. Uh, and, and it's a nice kind of, like, intermediary for, like, people that collect hot toys. Like, I have one hot toys, uh, and it's a Batman, of course. Uh, yeah. But, like, I afford, like, the two, three hundred, four hundred dollar, you know, uh, figures, but like with Mezco, a lot of those releases are in the eighty, ninety dollar range, and that's still a lot. But um, you know, when you can get more for your money, they're smaller, but they still have like clothes and tons of accessories. Um, it's a, it's a good gateway into those like premium format uh, figures. Um, but yeah, I was really impressed with their DC stuff, uh, particularly in the Batman and Rogues Gallery. Yeah, the company is really strong. I'm, uh, I'm very happy they're doing stuff. Um, cool. So again, after DC Direct, I went over to uh, Lego with my friend Nadia once again. Gotham Geek Girl, check her stuff out, and she did a lot of helped me a ton with my coverage getting video stuff she had a camera i have the sound so we're like a perfect little production uh, team so it was a lot of fun doing that um and we had a lot of our interviews back to back so 
One of them, once again, was Lego. They have these DC Hero uh, blind bags. So last month, I had, again, with all this news of the McFarlane multiverse and with uh, Spin Master with this uh, vacuum of a toy license, Master toy license for DC, post-New Year with both Spin Master and McFarlane, you know, all that news dropping... Um, I started having a bunch of toy journalists and getting the show going again. I, and it was really crazy timing too, because I just started to get the show, the collectible show going again. Um, and then that news dropped like literally that day. I was like, I don't think I need to really do much homework today. Uh, I think I have plenty to talk about. It was awesome. So I had interviews set up with Caster's Corner, Action Figure Insider, and then uh, Toy Shiz. And Action Figure Insider, Daniel Pickett, the man, he said, like, if you're in a DC, what have you been, uh, what do you think of, like, the DC heroes? And I was like, is that one of, like, the Lego Batman things? He goes, no, last month, or it, it must have been at this point this month, because they were released last month. Uh, so this wasn't a Toy Fair reveal, because it was released in January when we recorded. But he was telling me, he's like, dude, you've got to look up, um, like, the hero list on this Lego DC Heroes blind bag thing that they're doing. And I didn't remember that they were blind bags. I just remembered that they did have these uh, these DC Hero things. So to read off the list of these characters, it is insane. I'm not going to read all of them, but like, uh, let's see, characters. Like, from memory, we have... Um, I'll just look at the pictures that I have. <laughs> so, from memory, there's Dark Knight Returns Joker in the white suit. They have a 1939 uh, Batman with, like, the tall ears and the uh, purple gloves. Purple gloves, yeah, man. That's awesome. I mean, it is... If you just look up uh, what I'm talking about, you can see all the obscurity that's in there. It is such a blast, and I'm a big blind bag fan, so that's very exciting. I used to be a, more of a Lego guy, and then I didn't, I, I no longer wanted to spend the time nor money um, on doing that, but I definitely had a, a phase with Lego. I have continued to, to be a blind bag fan because they're not a lot of money, and they're fun to just like, you know, on the, on the way home from work, stop in and grab a blind bag, see what you get. It's just a fun little thing. Um, and again, inexpensive. So to combine that with Lego, like not to not have to get a set, all of it's DC, and then obscure stuff. I'm all about, as you said, back to McFarlane, back to the beginning, like deep cuts, all about it. So to get like totally random, I mean, I'm pretty sure Cheetah was in there, um, just totally obscure DC stuff that you would never think of. And it was just this huge, uh, you know, little... It, it this huge platform that green platform that they have for all the lego things i forget what you call it um but it was just a big square of that filled with dc guys and i was like yes <laughs> yeah those are really cool uh, do you know if those when those will be available or if they're already rolled there so they've been available since um january actually okay yeah and, and it was weird too because i it was a couple things that were weird. I said to to her, I said to Daniel Pickett, you know, when he said, have you seen these DC things? And I go, is it new Lego Batman? He goes, no, it's, there hasn't even been like newer Lego Batman per se. And they didn't even have, um, 
what's it called? They didn't. Ha- they had zero Lego Batman at Toy Fair. That was so surprising. Um, but then they had this little DC here. I was like, oh, thank God you have this here. So to see the whole, all of them up close, out of the bag. She said that there's been a lot of reports of like people just. Uh, opening them and stealing them like there's a ton of theft and shoplifting of these things because people just want to see what's in them and steal them (laughs) uh also funny story she was showing us the mandalorian ship they had it in one of these i was like is this happening right now so in the lego booth like i said it is like this little fort knox within toy fair there's like an extra security guy there's all these people that check you in the whole thing is enclosed. You don't even feel like you're at Javits. There's a roof on the on the little room, everything. Um, and so you're going through, and one of them is this box that's, like, white. It's this glass box, and then she hits a button, and it's like that James Bond stuff where it's uh, all of a sudden it, like, defogs, and you can see inside the glass box. And she unveils the Mandalorian ship. I was like, did that just happen? Wow, that's crazy. So she does that, and then inside it, she's like, okay, so uh, as you can see, there's uh, Mando, uh, Baby Yoda, and we're looking around, I'm like, where's Baby Yoda? And she's like, what do you mean? And, and she's like, wait, where is he? And I go, I, I'm asking you, Lego lady, like, what the... Dude, she goes, honestly, I think someone might have ganked it. She goes, people steal, even at Toy Fair, people steal minifigures all the time, she said. ridiculous is that <laughs> oh so apparently this year uh the for, for the first time ever of having there being a baby yoda it got stolen just like the show <laughs> the hype is so crazy with baby yoda it's not surprising but it's just it's disappointing <laughs> oh like, dude did you guys seriously mimic the show and like steal the child? What is wrong with you? Oh, these are members of press and professionals. There's no fans that even go to this thing. They're not allowed in. Right. Like, that is amazing. So that happened. Um, so that's my Lego story. Look all that stuff up. I keep trying to, like, find a complete list, but it's hard to talk and then, like, try to find a comprehensive list of stuff. But, yeah, again, look that stuff up, and there's a bunch of them, so it wouldn't even be worth going through it. Um, also, Legos, you know, nothing really changes stylistically other than the character name. <laughs> so uh, a Lego fig is a Lego fig, but a lot of fun stuff. So we talked about McFarlane, uh, Lego DC Direct. Uh, and then finally, yeah, NECA Man. So one-to-one props, especially for my uh, Above and Batman Beyond show, I'd say 75% of this stuff was animated and or Batman Beyond. <clears throat> um but there was also, you know, looking down the whole case of their DC license, it was one-to-one props, which is interesting because, like, toy news-wise, they lost their 7-inch action figure license, but they still have or updated their license such that they can still make one-to-one props. So now we're going to start getting NECA one-to-one DC props so you can feel like Batman. Like, how awesome is that? <laughs> I'm so excited for these. And what's crazy to me is uh, I didn't see them at all uh, hours after they were revealed. 
like I saw pretty much everything. I had a pretty good handle. On it. And um, co-host Noah sent me. He's like, "You're gonna crap yourself when you see this." And then he sends me a picture of this blurry. Obviously, it was the case display with these one-to-one props. And I'm like, "What?" I couldn't find any information on it. And honestly, uh, your channel is pretty much the only one that actually had. You had the most coverage on these props. Uh, so a lot of my information oh, nice. came from you. <laughs> so, Good to know. <laughs> why is it not bigger news? I don't understand. But, I mean, I'm just so excited about them. Yeah, no, I feel you. Um, it should be. You're absolutely right. Because NECA, too, it's like, <clears throat> and to backtrack a little bit with the, with the toy license thing, so if you follow them action figure-wise with DC of the Batman vs. Predator and Joker alien thing. Yeah. Um, which I've heard people say universally, like, so those are some of the best Batman action figures that have ever been made and or Predator and or action figures ever. So it's kind of sad that, like, but they went out with the ultimate bang, lost that license. I don't know if that was because of the no master toy license or whatever, but however it, it happened, uh, and I did ask the guy that, the, the guy, uh, P- Peter DeLone over there, DeLeon, and he said that uh, he doesn't know about the connection with the master toy license, but he said at least for on their end, they lost, once again, the seven-inch uh, action figure, but now they just have these one-to-ones. And, and in this case, uh, starting from the bottom, on the right, baby, the Batman Beyond Batarang. Who thought we'd ever see that? Like, I feel like it's just one of those things that you would dream up as a kid. Like, it would be really awesome is if, like, the battering from Batman Beyond was a thing. And, like, here it is. We can have it as grown-ups. It's pretty crazy. Uh, yes. And, I mean, I even, like, I listen to podcasts of people who review the DCAU. Like, that's all they do. And Batman Beyond, at least for them, not their thing. They still were, like, because they were talking about, they had seen news of, of the NECA stuff this year at Toy Fair, and they were like, dude, that thing is gorgeous. Everyone, I don't know anyone who looks at the design of the Beyond Batarang and doesn't just drool. Yeah, they did a great job on that. I can't wait for these things to finally see the light of day. So, and uh, before going through all of them, pricing and availability, I asked about, uh, they don't have exact dates. They're shooting for the end of year and or beginning of next um more importantly i am on the list of the people they're going to send stuff to (laughs) that's amazing right i was like oh my god because at my website that i write for they cover the hell out of neca but no one does like dc specific at neca um and it helps neca out because everyone else that's at my site is in costa rica so shipping they really are saving on because neca is literally in new jersey (laughs) Dude, I'm going to come over and, like, play with all your toys when you get them. Oh, my God. Uh, it's going to be nuts because it's just going to be, like, a bunch of Batman props, which will be even better. So I'll just be like, again, I'll just feel like Batman as if I don't already. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Batman Beyond Battering. Oh, so pricing and availability. They're looking at uh, end of year. They don't have, like, uh, anything locked down yet, though. They're still developing some of this stuff too, so not even like everything I'm 
I saw, even stuff I saw there, like might not be, for example, the, the material of the Batman Beyond Batarang. I asked about that. He said that what you're looking at is resin. It might not even end up being that. Uh, this is the prototype. Is is basically it was they were showcasing their prototypes of what they're going for. Right. So like that's even more exciting that even stuff that's not working right now. For example, like the line launcher from Batman '89 might actually end up launching like a toy. Yeah, so that 1989, like, that's that's what's got me so hyped. The 1989 grappling oh. gun, battering, line launcher. Like, I didn't know until I listened to your coverage uh, and your interview about it that the line launcher might actually, like, function. That's that's bananas. Right? Ugh. I just want the battering to, like, fold up and then spring load open like on the rooftop scene of the movie that <laughs> that's all i want like that's like my make a wish like just give me the battering and let me like flick it open and then throw it like just that's all i want <sighs> oh yes and it was so cool too like as an 80s 90s kid among all this stuff that i'm going through right now of like so again batman beyond we're going to jump to uh, animated series stuff in a minute, one-to-one props. But, like, in the middle of that, and actually physically in the middle of all these shelves, is a full shelf of just 89. And walking up to it, and I'm going to get into this in a bit with, with, the, with the animated stuff, it's such a surreal feeling because I can't drive home the point enough. You feel like Batman walking up to a case that's filled with one-to-one scale bat gadgets for your size as a human yeah it's just i can't imagine but i'm i'm i will spend whatever money i have to to get those ops at least <laughs> oh so i didn't i keep saying pricing and availability uh and not giving prices they were saying anywhere they're thinking about anywhere from 30 to 150 depending on the intricacy and Again, dude, functionality, if that thing actually shoots, I wouldn't be surprised if it was more than 150 but totally worth it. <laughs> it is. I appreciate them capping it at 150 at least in their minds right now. We'll see. But, um, you know, that's that, that particular piece I feel like would go, uh, could go for more, uh, and I appreciate them having most of us in mind. It's like, Look, I don't have unlimited funds. Like you, you could gouge me because I love it so much, but you're not going to, and I really appreciate that as a collector. I think that's a great point about NECA overall, right? I mean, they they bring you like what is ostensibly high end, but they never really break you bank wise. Yeah, they respect their uh, you know their community, and I really appreciate that. Um, so yeah, Batman Beyond Batarang, left of that, Nightwing Escrima Sticks from Arkham Asylum video game. Yeah, that's really cool. Pretty dope. Those things were dope. Um, this was something that I forgot was there, uh, but it was the Kryptonite Canister, so there was a one Superman thing there. Everything else was, uh, Batman and or animated. Uh, 
Um, but yeah, there's a kryptonite canister. I don't. It looks like Art Deco-y, so I think it might be from a uh, Superman animated. I'm not sure. I, I got the feeling that it was uh, from the 78 movie, but I, okay. I actually don't know for sure. Uh, but it looked pretty cool. Um, yeah. I paid. We'll see the pricing because it'd be cool to have some knights sitting on your shelf. Uh, but um, yeah. Yeah, I think it was dope. Um, if you're a Superman guy, I would love to have that. Uh, as you went over, Carl, the next shelf up, man, Batman 89. Grapnel launcher, line launcher, Batarang. Um, yeah, I'll have them for sure. Oh, my God. Uh, one thing I was telling... One thing I was telling uh, Peter from NECA was with, just to backtrack a little bit with the Batman Beyond stuff, <laughs> I said, you know, asking about materials, he said because it is a prototype, once again, they don't know, but the, <clears throat> I, I vote for resin on that thing because, you know, Diamond Select does resin, and I say this because of animation specifically, like, and it is the animated design that they have on there unless they were going for like some kind of Batman Beyond thing and this is another thing I wanted to talk about one of my questions was are you doing Batman Beyond because any company that does Batman Beyond I asked them is it because of other animated stuff that you're doing so you are by proxy bringing in Beyond or did you just want to do Batman Beyond for Batman Beyond's sake? And they're like, dude, we're NECA. We're not afraid to do anything obscure. <laughs> like, look around. Like, we have it figures. We have horror stuff. We have a bunch of... So this was Batman Beyond for Batman Beyond's sake. What, again, there's also Mr. Freeze and other Batman the animated series stuff. So that was my question of, like, was it because of this stuff? Um, so it's cool as a Beyond fan, that they're just like, let's do this. Now, back to the material, I'm hoping for resin because I think that, once again, like, if they're going for animated, which, it, at least in this case, it looks that way, that they're, they want to, because it's the exact design, um, I I vote for resin material-wise because, and and you tell me, like, what do you think of the, the Diamond Select statues and work that they do with animated stuff? Don't you think the paint on resin just works perfectly for animated stuff? Yeah, I think resin works great because, you know, you can get a lot of detail. Uh, it's relatively cheap to produce. I mean, these are display pieces. Like, you're not – like, I don't know. If I get crazy enough, maybe I want to take a battering and throw it at somebody. But overall, like, it's, it's, a, it's a display piece. So you just want it to look good, and resin keeps the cost down, holds paint really well, and pretty pretty durable overall. So, um, yeah, I think that'd be great for everybody. We'll just have to see. Um, the back, back in 1989, like there's there's like gold metal stuff, so like you could paint it uh, metallic, but they may want to actually go metal on some of that. Uh, but it's not a lot of metal, and most of it could be resin. Uh, and and uh, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah, man. So there was the 89 stuff. And then again, finally, as I uh, keep mentioning, the Batman, the animated series, one-to-one -one props from NECA. So you got a whole shelf, 
And again, surreal. Like you're looking at Mr. Freeze's, for example, Mr. Freeze's <clears throat> Batman the Animated Series, Freeze Gun and Goggles, and you're in a 3D world that's not animated, and then you walk up to this case and you just see this gigantic cell shaded thing that you could hold in your hand and goggles that you could put on your face and you just feel like you're in a cartoon. Yeah, they they look amazing. I mean, they're art pieces, and these really show. Um, they they show really well, and I'm really excited. If they these can all be re- like complete resin, and uh, hopefully they can keep the costs uh, low enough that they'll they'll sell like crazy if they do this right because those look amazing. Right, yeah. If you did like fifty, sixty bucks on these things, they would sell like crazy. So we got the Mr. Freeze animated series, Freeze Gun with goggles. Uh, there's the Batman the animated series Grapnel Launcher. Heck yes. Right. How good does that thing look? So awesome. I mean, it's a completely different design, uh, and so iconic. Mm-hmm. Uh, for you know people our age, uh, and and it's something that you would never ever think you'd actually be able to hold in your hands because it's been 2D our entire lives. Yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy, and uh, that will be mine for sure. That will be mine. Oh yes, she will be mine. Exactly. Oh my god. Uh, and then finally, still animated. Harley Quinn cork gun. Come on. Dude, every girl that cosplays as Harley Quinn is going to have to have one. Requirement. Just, yeah, and if you don't, then you're a subpar Harley, and that's not okay. <laughs> Subparley? Hey. Boom. Yeah. We should do like a 501st for animated Harleys. <laughs> yeah. My friends, uh, my friends in the 501st, he's 501st approved. In case, uh, for listeners who aren't familiar with what that is, it's stormtroopers who are rep- approved to do like movie level Star Wars cosplay. Um, there's also the Mandalorians. There's you know Jedi. There's all kinds of people. But the idea is that they you have to pass certain things and very specific builds to pass being part of and being able to march with the 501st so what we're saying is that we should do an animated one and anyone who is mr freeze and or harley is required to have this gear yeah absolutely it's just a a requirement it is i'm actually doing a freeze uh adaptation but the thing is i don't i don't know if i want like a gun because i don't know different story uh but i want to be able to point is i want to be able to do interviews at comic cons while kind of looking like Mr. Freeze. <laughs> yeah, those goggles would be perfect. And uh, even if they're like on your head, well, I guess they gotta be on your eyes, right? He never really has them on his head. But uh, yeah, 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 I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I think you're right. I think you can mix it up. Do some white makeup. I'm already have a shaved head. It's close enough. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And uh, I'm. They're packaging it as if they're like together, but they may not be. They may be sold separately, which would be pretty cool. Oh man. 
So yeah, uh, that was NECA again, end of year and or uh, beginning of next year, anywhere from 30 to 150 bucks, you're going to be able to get and feel like uh, anyone in an animated and or <laughs> live action Batman or Superman movie. Pretty dope. Yeah, so awesome. Um, so yeah, that was my day at Toy Fair. So much to cover. I'm I'm glad we were able to kind of compare some notes, and uh, I'm glad you got to go and talk to McFarland himself. It's uh, it was a great year. Oh, I feel like I just talked your ear off for way too long, but I hope I let you. Uh... <laughs> oh, it's great. I mean, you talked about the stuff that I just I hadn't um, seen enough of, so it was really cool to kind of like I said compare notes where. Uh, some of this, it was just so much information at once. Like it, this is like the debriefing of like, okay, all right, guys, here's here's what we found, and kind of like figure out like what's the plan, uh, the budgetary plan for the rest of the year. Like, where's my money going? Because <laughs> it's gonna go to this stuff for sure. It's a good point. It is a debriefing. I mean, in my head, I'm not like tired of hearing it, but I'm just like. How many people have I explained this to, or am I am I making this? Uh, but yeah, it's just it is that amount of information. So it's good to have again had this episode to long form talk about uh, those interviews and the stuff I saw. Yeah, it's it's great. It's also amazing to hear too, like you said, you know, as as close to all this is to you, and as close as you always follow it, that like. And not just me personally, but that there are just by going to Toy Fair, you can be one of the only few people who is getting this information out. Like, that's pretty cool to know. Yeah, I, you know, it's what's important to some people is different to others. And then you have, you know, what the company wants to push. And, you know, I feel like, you know, NECA had a, a big showing in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and. They're, uh, you know, expanding their, their um, uh, what do you call it? I want to call it, ha- well, Halloween, but, like, all their, um, like, slasher stuff, and uh, which is great, and, you know, I'm into some of it, but uh, it's, like, that's what they wanted to show everybody, and I feel like at least as uh, looking through uh, social media and, and, like, just being at home following it, the stuff like the props, like, I felt like uh, that's what I wanted to know the most about, and it was great that at least someone covered it because it felt like it was at least digitally tucked in the corner. Like, and maybe it kind of was because, like, why would you put that in the forefront when you don't have it all figured out yet? But I'm just right. glad they showing, and glad that we have some information, and knowing that this stuff is coming to fruition, and our dreams are coming to true, and it's like, uh, you know, so it's great that. There's a, it's it's funny because a lot of people have the same covered same stuff. It's like yeah, I've seen these pictures. I like that, and it's great. And someone's got to do it. And having multiple um, viewpoints on it is great. But then like when you find that thing is like, hey, I didn't see this. Like no one was covering this. It it feels good, especially when it's something you're really interested in. So, good job on that for you guys. Hey man, thank you. Thanks for uh, tuning in. <laughs> As a fan of people who like, I always say that I'm so fan first with this stuff and, and still 
you know, very much am um, and drives my own coverage of just like, I want to find out what's going on DC wise with these particular companies <clears throat> and through the years of just geeking out with the right people and doing enough writing and keeping up with it. Um, I just feel so fortunate to, cause especially, especially with podcasting, like I always, I, I could find enough shows that we're covering i could find shows that were covering toy news for star wars um but no one was consistently at least again that i could find um people were on youtube but no podcasters were covering dc on a consistent basis at uh conventions and then just even regularly at all so i was like I ended up afterward finding a few shows uh, but it's cool to be able to again i just it's more like this is what I want to hear on a podcast, and I'm glad I'm able to make that podcast. <laughs> it really helps like drive what you want, what kind of content you want to create. When it's like, well, this is what I'm naturally gravitated towards, so it's the easiest to talk about, and 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 there's other people out there that want to hear it, and it's maybe not exactly you know, not necessarily not necessarily whether it's mainstream or not, but it does not giving the coverage that I want to hear. So let me go find out for myself and bring it to others that feel the way I do. So it's it's great stuff. Awesome. Thanks, man. So what are you guys um, in the kind of a wind down? I don't want to take too much more of your time, but uh, uh, talk about your show, plug it, and then talk about whatever you want to talk about for Toy Fair. Yeah, I mean, I will say for Toy Fair, we pretty much covered uh, what I, you know, what we, what's relevant to this podcast. But I will plug uh, my show. So uh, I'm 51% of the Play With It podcast uh, that I co-host with my best friend. Uh, we talk toys and board games and other nerdy stuff. Um, we're on all major platforms like Apple Podcasts, Spotify iHeartMedia, etc. Um, we have our own website where we post the um, the most recent episodes. So if you're not sure what platform you want to listen to, we're on there too. It's www.playwithitpodcast.com. Um, I'm I handle all the social media currently. So uh, we're on Twitter and Instagram. Twitter at playwithitpod, and um, Instagram is playwithitpodcastshow. So hit me up, say hey, um, you know, give us a listen. We're we're friends of over a decade. Um, this just kind of like we we've kept in touch by doing this podcast because uh, we used to be in bands together um, and we uh, were were best friends. But he moved away. He's in uh, Dallas Fort Worth area. Uh, I'm on the East Coast, um, and this is the kind of stuff that we were talking about anyway so it's like why don't we just structure it um like we would i would call him after work and like we're both riding home from work and we're just these crazy conversations and making each other laugh and uh we just felt like why don't we just you know put a little bit of structure to it and let other people you know hear what we have to say um we cover like, oh actual- i love that's such a good story nice man thanks yeah so um, you know, we we do talk toys, so it's it overlaps a lot uh, with you know yours. You're more specific. We talked a little more broadly about action figure collecting, 
Um, but we also cover like um, upcoming board games on Kickstarters. Um, but you know, we had a little thing about Baby Yoda because we had a conversation where, <laughs> where like Noah was so sick of Baby Yoda, and like we were talking about it outside of the podcast, and so I decided to pretty much bait him and be like, "Yeah, so guys, uh, Noah hates Baby Yoda," and he's like, "Wait, wait, wait, <laughs> what?" So like just catching each other off guard and. <laughs> good time and you know we're we're new uh newer to it and uh but we're having a great time uh people seem to be responding so you know give us a listen uh definitely we're gonna be all-time fans of this podcast uh me specifically but i know noah's a big toy collector also he actually um we haven't talked all about it yet but he um is a toy designer too uh like um, and we're, we still haven't revealed, uh, the name of his, his, uh, designer toys yet. So I can't really talk about it, but follow us and eventually we'll talk about it. it we're rolling it out. It's his, um, kind of announcement to make. So, um, but it's nothing big. It's just, uh, we have like a little bet with our listeners that if you, uh, can find Noah's, uh, Instagram for his toys, uh, then you message him and say, hey, I found you, and he's going to give you a free toy. So until that actually, <laughs> someone actually claims it, uh, we're going to wait. We'll get more clues as it goes. But, uh, but yeah, we're just having fun, and uh, really want to you know, thank you for having us on and uh, exposing us to your listeners. I think there's a lot, um, a lot of commonality that people will find. Fantastic. Yeah, I uh, I can't wait to jump on your show, subscribe. <clears throat> you talking to you, I already know. I will be, like you said, a <laughs> lifetime subscriber. You, you guys, uh, it was such a good, the story you said about you guys uh, teaming up for the podcast, just being organic out of, like I, like I was saying before, my need to hear... <laughs> convention coverage with the above and Batman beyond show a similar thing to kind of your story of i just felt this need i would always talk to you know my friends about movies or whatever like you had this thing with your friends so you just turn it into something i just needed to turn it into something so i did something similar myself um i really relate on that level and i just talked to you i could totally tell you're you're a, a natural caster of the pod and someone who uh is super interested in this stuff and any dc fan is also uh special to me <laughs> really appreciate that being new at it it's nice to uh you know gets a little bit of accolade and um you know so we we appreciate it and i hope we can we can do another we'll, we'll have you on the show or um you were talking about maybe doing a project down the road so uh you know keep in touch and and we'll definitely uh, do some more. We'll get Noah in, in on here on the sh- in on the shenanigans, and it'll be uh, it'll be ridiculous. And uh, everybody will love. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, in fact, I'm looking for uh, for other podcasters to do because <clears throat> my format recently has been interviews. So like, I'll interview toy journalists, um, but I want to have kind of more consistent fans on the show and like fellow podcasters. So. Anytime you want to do, like, if you want to maybe every other week or monthly or something, you know, we don't have to talk about this now while we're recording, but uh, just keep me in mind for that. Just point is, anytime you want to talk toys, let's do it. 
Yeah, it sounds great, and we'll we'll definitely set something up. Uh, this has been a blast. Awesome, dude. All right, well, thank you for listening to me talk your ear off. Uh, I, and I'm in fact I'm stealing that word. I'm gonna call it. I'm calling this episode the DC debrief of New York Toy Fair. Perfect. Good. You should. As long as uh, I get like the of zero dollars, I'll take it. <laughs> Come on, all that podcasting cash. That's why we're rich, right? Yeah, that's why we do it. It's for the money. That's why we podcast. Oh, it's so funny. Um, all right, dude. Awesome meeting you via audio and uh, stay in touch, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right, this has been uh, Carl from the Play With It podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey, everybody, this is Todd McFarlane at the DC Multiverse, and you're listening to DC Collector Cast.